Hello and welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news. And if you last a long way, I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie. This week, we're discussing new raids for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. When will Gen 9 be compatible with Pokemon Home, if ever? A rare Pokemon card selling for $300,000. Niantic doing what they do best in infuriating fans. And Pokemon Go Fest coming to London. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below but until then let's go over to our co-host connor how are we doing doing all right mate been a bit of a rough week uh we kind of spoke about this throughout the week i've not been very well but we're here we're fine now we're gonna get on with the podcast gonna have a great time as per always always right oh okay so we have a good time is that is that what i like to think so Okay, yeah, I can I can get on board with that. If, if, do you want me to start having a good time now? <laughs> I mean, I prefer it if you can get abused and excited, <laughs> then maybe people enjoy this more. People, I, I like to think people do enjoy our podcast, of and if course. you do enjoy the podcast, you should like leave a like down below if you're watching on YouTube, or leave a five star review if you're listening as a podcast. I'm going to get that plug in early because I think we do. It we'll, too be late to- <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. See ya. <laughs> Let's jump into the news this week. So our first topic is our we've got some raids returning to Pokemon Scars and Violets and some new ones, I believe. Seven yes. Star Inteleon is a new raid. Yes. Right? Inteleon yes. is coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet for the first time. It's going to be an ice type terror raid. Uh we don't have as of yet any information about the move sets that it's going to use, but considering how frail Inteleon is, and it's going to be an ice type. I don't see this being the hardest raid they've ever done. No, I I think it's going to be a bit of a glass cannon person. I think it's going to hit hard. But, you know, if you've got bulky Pokemon, you should be able to get through. A couple of extra details. Um, So there's going to be two time slots to get this Pokemon. The first is Thursday the 27th of April to Sunday the 30th of April and Thursday the 4th of May to Sunday the 7th of May. And if you manage to beat it and catch it, it also has the mightiest mark. Which is what? What are they? They just mark. They're, they're just marks, marks, aren't they? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and the special Italian can be caught only once per save data. Is this going to get you back into Scarlet and Violet? I mean, I haven't done any of the special raids, honestly. You not? I haven't done did any you, of them. But you did. But Lewis is doing them all, so I just, I, I just wait for him to do it, and then breed the Pokemon, and then send them over to me. <laughs> so i so i so i don't get them with the mightiest mark but yeah, yeah. that's fine louis doesn't get enough credit for what he does for you no, <laughs> he does the he editing doesn't. he does everything else and now he's doing this um so we've also got other raids coming to scars and violets with walking wake and iron leaves returning as five star terror raid battles uh between sunday the 30th of april and sunday the 14th of may so you have a two-week period to catch them i'd imagine they will be coming back again um like last time you can only catch one per save data so if last time you've already caught them then unfortunately you won't be able to catch them again i'm glad these are returning because i only caught one of them and i can't remember which one it was yeah so i also only caught walking wake i didn't get iron leaves last time um but this they're bringing it back very specifically for this one because when they introduced walking wake and iron leaves the first time around it was after the 1.2 update and there was a slight bug in the game where even if you hadn't updated to 1.2 you could take part in the raid and catch the pokemon but it would be uh, i think it's like an odd egg what so you'd catch it and it'd just be an odd egg it wouldn't be the pokemon i believe so yes it was so, uh, 
not good. Hold on. So people could join a raid without updating their game? Uh-huh. That seems like a major oversight. Do you not yes, think? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes, right. it was. Explains why that didn't happen to me, because I, I did update it, because I just, I'm one of them people that like, oh, the game needs an update. Yeah, I'll update it now so it's done with, and I don't have to worry about it again. Strange, but yeah. So we've got new raids coming back. I will jump back into Scarlet and Violet. I do want to complete a, a, you know, keep up to date with my Pokedex, which means catching these Pokemon. Um, speaking of Generation Nine, Scarlet and Violet, Connor, where is Pokemon Home? So we were told that Pokemon Home was going to be coming out early 2023, and people are starting to get really wound up because. What does early mean? <laughs> so, like, it, it does depend on, like, early for me is the first quarter, so January, February, March. That mm-hmm. maybe April, maybe pushing into April. But, like, early, technically, I guess you could argue it's up to... First half? The first half, yeah. Which, like, and I, I get why it's not just Game Freak that does this. Uh, other gaming companies do it. Other just general companies do it. You don't unless you are absolutely confident you don't set yourself a date because you are potentially just setting yourself up to fail. Hence why early 2023 gives them a window to go, well, it gives us a bit of breathing room in case we need to, you know, deliver anything else. So there's been a little bit more revealed on this story as well, on the fact that although all the English uh, websites said early 2023, the Japanese written websites specifically said spring 2023, which for Japan runs between March and May. Oh, so okay. maybe we were misled a little bit on our end. Yep. Again, May is still the first half of the... I don't know why I did quotation marks there. It is the first half of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and but, let's, yeah. let's not forget that Pokemon Home has always been slow to bring the compatibility with new Pokemon games. So BDSP, it was six months between release and the Pokemon Home compatibility. And they were Um, both built by the same company. Yeah, and Legends Arceus, there was a a four-month window. Um, So the it's not surprising to me that we still haven't had uh, the Pokemon Home compatibility for Gen 9 rolled out. It's frustrating. Like, I would, I'm one of those people that I would love it to be available within the first the the launch period so like the first Mm -hmm. day the first week simply because i don't want to have to i i like completing the pokedex in new games yeah but when i've already got those pokemon in pokemon home it's a little bit frustrating that i've got to catch you know half to two-thirds of the pokedex of mons that i've already got it's very time consuming so i would prefer it to be there at, at launch date i don't know their reasoning why they don't do that which is frustrating but it it it's one of those things, though, that I can understand people's frustration, especially if you are paying for this service. Yes. Because, like, I think if it was a free service, people would be... Sorry. The basic box is free. I'm talking about people that pay for the wider function because of the basic yeah, box. Yeah, let's face it. People who use Pokemon Home pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, the, po- the, the, the basic box doesn't do enough on its own because there's just not, not enough, enough space. There. Yeah. Um, so... For the people that are paying for it, I can completely understand the frustration because their argument very mal- very well might be, well, I'm paying for a product that doesn't that, that is limiting me because it's it's not got the full compatibility that you would expect for something that you're paying for. 
Mm-hmm. And it it's it's straight it, it is strange why Pokemon Home takes so long to to for them to roll out the updates and it it must be a deep I can't help that it's it's be, I can't help but think it's not because of issues but it's a decision that has been made but I can't figure out what that decision is like why the reasoning I have to imagine I don't know. Maybe like, would people take parts in the raids if you could just transfer the Pokemon over? So, yeah. for instance, Inteleon is now in the game data. It's there, so you can transfer the Pokemon in. Would you take part in the raid if you could just go and get an Inteleon anyway? No. Is the no. mightiest mark that important to you, or is no. the raid that important to you? No, for but, me, it's completely with, the Pokedex. Yeah, but that in mind. Mm. Are you someone who's going to go and do these raids anyway? No, guess not. No. So maybe that's not really an argument saying that, like, oh, well, you know, people will do one rather than the other. I, The problem is, I find with Pokemon Home especially, is that people who use it are your hardcore fan base. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't use it. I have no interest in moving any of my Pokemon around uh, completing the Pokedex. It it doesn't bother me. I haven't completed... A, well, I say I haven't completed a Pokedex. So, uh, Legends Arceus was the first game I ever completed a Pokedex on because it was the first game that was actually enjoyable to catch Pokemon in. But I can see why people get wound up. And as I say, they're your hardcore fan base. That's not someone you want to upset. And if the idea is, well, we want to put them off just bringing Pokemon in so that they enjoy the game and play the game for what it is, they're probably going to do that anyway. Because <laughs> it's your hardcore fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, the, the only reason I can think of is it, it's, you know, making the game experience longer, i.e. you have to go in and you, you know, the opposite of what I want is, well, you have to catch those Pokemon again and complete the Pokedex, and therefore, maybe you're less likely to sell the game on for whatever reason, but I don't, I, I don't think because of the Nintendo, the prices of Nintendo games, I can't imagine there's a lot of people selling them on because the value doesn't shift much. Um, it, it's just a strange, it's just a strange one, and I think the most infuriating part is just the radio silence that we get. It's almost like you hear nothing, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, Pokemon Home's now available. It's like, yeah, wait, what? Wait, where were the updates between? you know, the launch of the game and when you were bringing it out. And the only, the only thing I can think of, potentially, is is he because we've had a knock-on effect of them having to roll out bug fixes because of the response to Scarlet and Violet and going, okay, we've got to prioritize one or the other. Let's prioritize, you know, improving the, the base game and fixing some of the bugs that were evident. But the thing is, the bugs that they're fixing are not the ones that people were complaining about. No, true. And we we discussed this in depth when they did 1.2. I don't even think we've looked at 1.3 really, because it's not all that impressive. There's a lot of Zoroark fixes again. Again. Uh, <laughs> apparently that Pokemon just doesn't work properly. Um, there's Link Battle, tra- Link Battle, Link Battle... Um, link battle, bunch of link battle stuff, bunch of battle stuff, Pokemon Go connectivity. Well, that's good that that's fixed. Fix the main issue causing the game to crash on the screen used to pair with Pokemon Go account. That's huge. Right. Um, 
fixed a bug with Hisui and Zoroark. Other select bug fixes have been implemented. So, like, it's none of the stuff people were complaining about. It's not like they've fixed the graphics. It's not like they've fixed the pop-in. It's not like they've fixed uh, the slowdown when things are further away or anything like that. And, you know, that's... That doesn't really make sense anyway, because it's Game Freak that do all the bug fixes, and it's, uh, what's their name, who do Pokemon Home? Ilka. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a fair point. So, realistically, I don't think there's any reason for this to be taking as long as it is. <laughs> Again, not as a game developer, I don't know things, but... <laughs> through Through fear of sounding completely out of touch how hard can it be just numbers it's just zero and ones <laughs> just change a view and get it working it's strange i don't get it personally as someone that doesn't use home at the moment but i have paid for a subscription in the past simply to get all my pokemon from you know the ds and 3ds games and get them into a modern day version so i can complete that living pokedex i'm I'm not that fussed about this at the moment simply because I've already completed the Pokedex on uh, on Gen 9 and I'm not currently paying for it. I've got a load of Pokemon that are just locked behind a paywall. When it comes out, it, it comes out, but I do feel for those that, you know, really do want this, especially if you you are a competitive player and you've got mm-hmm. Pokemon in the older games that you want to pull through because they've, they're already built and you don't want to have to spend time building the exact, you know, replica of a Mon that is, is locked somewhere else unfortunate but we'll keep you updated folks should we move on to the next piece of news about the rare 90s pikachu pokemon card selling for just this is crazy three hundred thousand dollars yeah it's a it's a big one and one of the main reasons we bring this up is not necessarily because wow look at big number it's because whenever anybody else sees these big numbers it means there's going to be a lot of Pokemon cards bought very quickly because mm-hmm. suddenly all the speculators go, oh yeah, Pokemon cards, they're worth money, aren't they? I better buy all those. And considering we're already at a point where like the next set we're going to get over here made Japan sell out of cards, it could be a dangerous moment for TCG coming up where you might not be able to buy anything again. I, Just- I can see that. I see that happening again over here. So this card was a trophy Pikachu issued to the third place winner during the Trading Card Games' first ever tournament in Japan in 1997. Um, So why is this valued so high? Well, first of all, getting this card was an absolute nightmare. You had to be around in 1997 and you know rank in an official competition so there's the first issue the second one is less than a hundred of these cards were ever printed so it's already a really rare card and like let's say a hundred of these cards were printed how many of them are still around to this day people getting rid of them people damaging them people just misplacing them whatever it might be uh and then finally the the other kicker for why this was so expensive is that it was graded near mint eight um so i don't know a lot about that scale but that to me means it's good condition right it's really good Uh, condition as far as the psa scale goes 10 is absolutely perfect nine is pack fresh which is kind of like it's it's good but there's some flaws it's got damaged in shipping but or not damaged but it's 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 not the perfect cut it's not 
equal all the way around and stuff like that. And then you get eight, which is, yeah, this is as good as a card of this age can really be. Right, okay. So chances are we're not getting a nine or ten of this, and this is... Oh, very, highly, highly unlikely. Would you pay 300000 to for this card? No, because I'm not that big of a collector, but I can see mm. why some why? people would. Mm. Um, crazy side tension. Um, talking about cards that are only given out to winners um, of tournaments and things like that, there's been a little bit of controversy going around uh, after a tweet was posted by a TCG player about uh, the upcoming format. Mm. So for context... Um, Gardevoir has become a very powerful deck. Um, just became just came second at EUIC and all that kind of stuff. And as of next format, we're going to get Drifloon, which is supposed to work really nicely within the Gardevoir um sort of mirror match. So if you've got a mirror match against Gardevoir, if you've got Drifloon, it works really well. They've just it's been brought to people's attention that there's one card that can make that mirror match swing really heavily in your favor. And it's Champion's Path. Mm-hmm. Now, Champion's Path is a card that basically just lets you move a couple of damage counters. Okay. Or, sorry, it lets you heal 10 damage off each of your Pokemon. But is, again, much in the same way, only given out to high-ranking players who top off tournaments. Oh, okay. So suddenly you've got a thing of, well... If this card is really going to be like meta defining, it's either going to be a case of only people who are already top ranked players can continue to be top ranked players, or it becomes a ridiculously expensive card that you need in order to be competitively viable. Right. Okay. And you just there's there there's danger ahead. <laughs> That's what it seems like because it does seem like we are reaching a breaking point with trading card games where they are suddenly going to become really difficult to get a hold of, either difficult to get a hold of because of like printing issues or the fact that they are ridiculously expensive. Um, I I can't see them going as much as this though but i guess there's a difference the the, no not quite this expensive but because this one is obviously for collectors you put it away you keep it safe and you hope that maybe it rises in value whereas the 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 card you were talking about the champion's path card i think um, that's the wrong name for it i'm double checking okay is it from the champion's path deck no champion's path was a set yes that's why i've got it in my head but I, i will find the actual name for you right okay but those cards will still have value um, and people will be willing to, you know, to spend a lot of money on them. Um, I, I mean, I, I can understand why people do it. As someone that recently, I say recently, was during lockdown, completed the Sword and Shield um, uh, set. Like, that cost me a lot because of the these new golden cards, which were a thing that I didn't know when I started collecting them. And then it was like, oh, you've got 120 cards in, in the set. But then they have that annoying thing where it's like, well, this is 121 out of 20. You're like, well, Champions and- Festival. Champions Festival. So does yeah. it do what you said? Uh, once during 10. each player's turn, if that player has six Pokemon in play, they may heal 10 damage from each of their Pokemon. Which, again, when you're doing Gardevoir, 
um, where you can put a whole bunch of damage on. And then Drifloon allows you to move damage counters around your opponent's Pokemon. Oh, okay. It's basically saying, like, you know, being able to heal 10 each turn from all your Pokemon is huge in that matchup. Wow. Okay. That's a World Championship 2022 specific card. Okay. So it does feel very much like if you've, if you're already in the in the meta and already playing these, like it's it's easier to keep going than it is for a new person to jump on and be like, oh, I'm already missing a few cards that potentially could help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on to the next piece of news. So, Niantic, the gift that keeps on giving. So, um, I need to I need to kind of set the scene here. Because we've reported on it in in a few podcast episodes now that that Niantic seems to be moving more people to trying to push people to go outdoors and play Pokemon Go outside rather than being an indoor player. And the way they've done that is basically by nerfing a lot of the items, gifts, benefits that you get from not moving around rather than, you know, giving additional perks or gifts or whatever to those that do play in the way that that they want them to play. Nantic decided to release a tweet that said the reviews for quote going outside are in with a 95% <laughs> next to a tomato emoji and a 100% next to a popcorn emoji with the hashtags uh, Nantic Labs and hashtag get outside. <sighs> so on the face of things, when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, they're just having a bit of humor. Fine, whatever. But then the more I thought about this, the more I thought this is a, this could, to some people, it could be misconstrued the- as a jab. Yes. It's an absolute slap in the face to some people that maybe can't get outside for, you know, disabilities or whatever reason it is. Um, or and it could just be saying, hey, you know, we took about those rape passes. Get over <laughs> it. Get outside, you loser. True. So, of course, Nancy deleted the tweet. But like anything, if you delete something off the internet, it, someone will have recorded that evidence and got it. Like, just, just don't do... Like, the fact that they decided to delete the tweet just, like, reinvigorates that news cycle. If you'd have just left it, the news cycle would have died down. People would have been like, yeah, whatever. But the fact that you then delete it like almost like it's almost like the smoking gun isn't it if Mm -hmm. nantic knew it was wrong nantic knew it was wrong and that's why they've gotten rid of it um i just (laughs) i just don't i and part of me thinks that because of the size of this company it's pro like whoever's running the social media account probably isn't completely in touch with some of the other decisions that are being made across the company and therefore thought oh this is a pretty fun tweet you know we want people to get outside you know go out and play and whatnot and then to be told yeah no like we've we've made some bad choices well sorry they've made some choices that people think are bad um please we need to we need to delete that um Pokemon like, I can see they're cl- they're clearly doing like the Rotten Tomatoes thing, yes, which has yes. been kind of talked about a lot more recently because the Mario movie came out and it's critics hate it, but fans love it. Are oh, our critics still relevant? This is a discussion that goes on online. Oh, I know. Here's what people unanimously unanimously like is going outside to play Pokemon Go. Oh God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> the internet hates me because I made a joke. Oh 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh. 
Now, and don't now, get me wrong, it, it is in poor taste. <laughs> it is in poor taste, yes, yes. It, it, it does feel like a bit of a jab, and it goes back to what we've said, like, don't, don't punish, and in this case, maybe humiliate the players mm-hmm. that aren't getting outside, like, like, come on, Niantic. Um, speaking of Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Go Fest is coming to London, which will be the first ever Pokemon Go Fest in in London. It's going to be a three day event centered around Brockwell Park. I don't know where that is. It's somewhere in London. London's massive. Um, running from Friday the fourth to Sunday the sixth of August, with early bird ticket sales on now for twenty seven pounds. Um, so that's the cheap tickets. They're the cheap tickets. Wait, what? Oh, that's what early bird means. Oh, so you, oh, right, yeah, yeah. You you get them early and therefore cheaper. Which like it's a bit pricey, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, isn't it always? <laughs> it's it's like because when it's been done in other countries, like the price doesn't really mean much because I'm never going to pay it because I'm never going to like travel yeah. to Vegas or whatever. So it's just a price that's attached to it, and I, and because of that, like. I don't fully appreciate the value. London is one of those that I could go to. Like, it's still like a two-hour train ride, but I could mm-hmm. go to. But £27 on top of... Travel. Travel. Staying Food. over if I decided to stay over. Food, like you say. Well, um, you know that's £27 a day, right? Oh, yeah. I, I went on, funnily, funnily enough, I went on Pokemon Go and I followed it through. And the booking system is really, I find, quite complicated. That you book the day, then you book a half day. And, like, rather than just being a calendar and going, right, select the slots that you want, it's really weird. You have to jump through a couple of, like, menus to get there. And um, we still have no news about any add ons or anything that will definitely be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll definitely be other stuff there. And I'm not completely sure. I had a quick loop before we sat down to record, trying to find information on what exactly you would get with this. And I couldn't find anything. I don't know if you've got anything at this stage. No, I have have nothing. No, it's it's infuriating that infuriates me that they 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 have these events and rather than spreading them out like okay so this weekend is the uk and therefore we're doing you know london one day manchester another day and then probably birmingham another day so it's spread out across the country because for those like for our listeners that aren't in the uk like like london even though it's the capital city is it basically at the bottom end of the country so for those that are in the you know middle and northern parts or in scotland like trying to get down there is a very expensive journey. No, um, but I think it's just in London for the three days. Yeah, that's that, I know. That's the infuriating oh, part. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, that's what sorry, I'm saying. I missed what I thought you said. It will likely be, and I was like, no, uh, no. That's no, what okay. I want. That's what I want. I want them to like mix it up because Manchester is like, well, it's a, it's an hour on the train. I don't need to worry about staying over because I can get an early train there and an early train back. Um, it, if it's one of those things where if I had a group of people that enjoyed doing it, maybe, maybe, maybe. but maybe, maybe I'm just not the audience for this. I don't know. But paying twenty seven pound for the chance to take part in a couple of raids, um, potentially get a legendary Pokemon or some kind of mega Pokemon, it, it you know, a chance of a shiny doesn't really appeal to me. Um, I'm probably the wrong person. I'm probably not the person that aiming this towards. It'd be interesting to see if they've learned the lessons from previous. Um, previous Pokemon Go Fest and the technical issues hopefully are resolved uh, and then people can enjoy it, I'm hoping. So, 
the only other thing I want to say is don't don't go to Brock Park on those days. You're you're not invited. If you don't yeah. if you don't buy a ticket, you're not invited. Because you're a peasant, is that right? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Again, previous episodes. <laughs> previous episodes. Back, but, but, but basically, they told people off for you know going to a public park because they hadn't paid for Pokemon for the for Pokemon Go Fest. So yeah, typical dancing. Um, there's also been other events. Uh, New York and uh, Osaka, 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 Osaka are getting events also scheduled in August. It's it's one I would love to go to one of these, but between the travel and the cost, and the additional costs on top of that, I'm I'm good, thank you. Isn't uh, forget where Worlds is taking place this year? Mm, I don't know. I know it's in Japan, but uh, yeah. let me double check. Oh, so if they just uh, uh, Yokohama, okay, no, no, okay, not not close. No, okay, so. It's yeah, it's just one of the one of those things. I do occasionally still pick up Pokemon Go. I'm doing the bare minimum on it now. There's, I'm at that stage where that, that doesn't po- make any sense. What? Sorry, I'm going to interject Go here. Right, Go they're on. doing it in Osaka in August. Yes, they're doing Pokemon Worlds in Yokohama in August. Why are these not close to each other? How far away are they? So, like a six-hour train ride. Six hours, and that's Why? Japan trains. Which is like, <laughs> bullet yeah. trains and all that, right? It blows my... <sighs> that you'd think you'd do those two together, wouldn't you? And you just have loads of people close to proximity. I, I don't know. Oh, I it's... lied. It's a six-hour drive. It's a two-hour train journey. Oh, it's still long. It's it's the same for me, though. Two two hours from where I live to London. I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah. we, we have no idea if those are even relatively close together i mean but yeah fourth and sixth of august and then what world starts on the 11th that seems like you would want to do that all in one trip right if you're gonna go out to japan you would do two weeks in japan well maybe you could maybe you could maybe i'm making a big deal out of this you actually probably could do that potentially but i think that the issue is that the pokemon company is so big with all these different offshoots that they don't communicate properly with one another and you've probably got one company organizing something here. You've got another part of the company organizing something here. And there's no real communication until it's it's too late. Mm. Um, speaking of going off on a, a tangent, funnily enough, um, I played Pokemon Unite for the first time in, I don't know, six months. How'd uh, that go? Um, because I hadn't played for that long, I dropped down in the ranks. So the uh-huh. first game I was in, I played as Greninja. I absolutely wiped the floor. Like, abs- mm. MVP, 18 kills. Like, really enjoyable game. And as someone that is play that plays other MOBAs, it was quite nice to play a MOBA where, like, it's just, it's fast-paced, it's quick, it's enjoyable. And to be honest with you, it's always quite nice when I'm probably wiping the floor with 12-year-old kids. But I, d- mm. I don't mind. It makes me feel good. It was enjoyable. <laughs> Um, still got 100 menus, still got 100 things. Check this out. Look at this shiny new thing. I'm like, no, I just want to get into a game. And you know what? Just jumping into a game really quick, really easy. Loads of new Pokemon in it. But I'm I'm at the point now where I'm that far behind that there are more Pokemon available to unlock than those that I have unlocked. Yeah. Um, it was it was good to pick it up, but there's it's the same. Like, it, there's, there's nothing really there that's like, it's completely new. It's the same old with new Pokemon and a load of menus that you have to navigate for notifications and coins that I'm never going to spend. Honestly, I've got to the point with Unite where it's a very good spectator sport, and that's yeah. all it is to me. 
I, I, I will always enjoy watching it because it's a spectacle, but mm. I have no interest mm. in playing it. Yeah, Mobe it's is not a- good for me. <laughs> no, no. Mobe is one of those strange things where I feel like out of all the sports, esports that are available to watch, Mobe is to me are the ones I find the most fascinating mm-hmm. because there is so much depth to it. And if you've got a commentator that really knows how to, who really knows the game inside out, will will like the the commentary is almost a level Elevates. of entertainment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, which is like I, I went back funnily enough after um, your discussion last week about uh, not worlds, it was um, EUIC, and I went back and watched some of the the videos for the um, Pokemon battles. I didn't see didn't see the Unite ones. I need to track them down, um, but. It, it, I, yeah, I need to watch Unite ones because of just how enjoyable I do find watching Pokemon Unite, especially mm. the the quick game times as well. I really appreciate yeah. them in MOBAs as well. It's not a you know there is some it's not MOBAs. League of Legends where you're there. Oh, I'm starting up a game. I might yeah. be finished in three hours. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which like there are sometimes I love those kind of games where it's like oh this is a proper like fight and it goes on for an hour and a half. But then there are sometimes where like. I've only got half an hour, like, and I yeah. don't want to be that person that's just like, yeah, I've got to go, bye, I, I need to finish the game. Um, so yeah, so that's all of the news for this week. Let's jump into Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, where we discuss the last three episodes and what we like, what we didn't like, what we thought of it. So, episode 28, Battling as Hard as Stone. So this is the big fight between Ash and Stephen Stone. I think, how do you want to do this? Do you just want to talk about our thoughts in general or the individual fights? I mean, the thing is, I think we may as well just talk about our thoughts in general because the individual fights lasted all of about two minutes. Yeah, they weren't long worthy. They were not. And uh, they weren't impressive. And uh, right, sorry, I'm going to get this out of the way because it's going to wind me up otherwise. We said over the last couple of weeks, oh, these fights aren't that impressive. They've had maybe 30 seconds of decent animation. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're saving it for Ash. Maybe they're saving it for Ash. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, no, they were not. This fight sucked. It was, it was, it was, it was better. It was better in some ways. You know, there was a lot more movement going on than we saw with Mm -hmm. Diantha Mm -hmm. and Lance. Yeah. But it was garbage. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a handful of standout moments in terms of the animation. The the Gengar burning Agron, the animation yep. for that was was good. I'll I'll give him you know was good, but it was too. reused. Oh, was it right? Yeah, okay. that's that was the same Will O Wisp animation we saw when he learned the move. Oh, okay, so they just recycled it and then made, changed the backdrop or however however they do it mm-hmm. um the the pikachu using the z move is always beautiful to to watch but, but is reused it, animation reused yeah um i don't think there was anything else in terms of animation that that stuck out I, the animation with pikachu the, the pikachu versus Me, uh, mega metagross was better than the other individual battles agreed but it still wasn't to the point where i was like Oh, wow. Because the problem with Metagross is it just teleports everywhere, which is probably one of the cheapest animation, like, ways to do animation of it's just gone. Oh, it's over here. It's gone. It's over here. And it's 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 really disappointing because I really did want this fight to be a kind of, oh, like, the Pokemon are proper going for it. They're going at one another. You've got Steven Stone and Ash rooting them on. And it just didn't feel that that way. It feels like the previous episodes have felt where 
you could replace Steven Stone and Ash with just generic trainers and you wouldn't be able to say it feels like some of the Pokemon battles that we've had in the filler episodes. And this to me doesn't feel like it's it shouldn't feel like filler, but it kind of does. Yeah. Because of the animation and just like the occasional cutaways and stuff like that. Um it's a real Here's shame. the other thing. Do you think he deserved to win? No, the Z move does feel a bit cheap. I'm not gonna lie. Do you not think it almost it feels is, like it's bad? It's, it's like, oh, I dodge it, dodge it, dodge it. Oh no, wait, I couldn't dodge it because apparently Pikachu can just keep controlling its move yeah. forever and ever and ever until it wins. It, it felt like an instant win move. It, it really did. It didn't feel like it. Okay, I've got a tactic. If I use the Z move in this way, I might win. It just felt I can like- lock him down, and then whilst that's going, I can then do Iron Tail and hit, get that direct yeah. hit that I'm stuck on. You know, n- none of that. It was just, yeah. oh, I hit him now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, like the, meta, the Mega Metagross went down really easily. Like that Z move is either really busted or, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, how how do we get Ash to, to win this fight? Which is a shame because I was really, really looking forward to to this battle and it just didn't live up there are a handful of moments from the episode that i did enjoy like james and meowth just flat out rooting for on yeah. for ash to win is is nice as i like to see that um i love the fact that you know uh Dracovish is able to not um it gets attacked and then it gets back up and ash goes can you go on and it just collapses like very very Dracovish. like it, yeah. it's how I don't it know. is. See, that's one of those things where I feel like there's no real impact. So for, know, there's no weight to any of these battles. There's no impact yeah. going on. Pe- yeah. Pokemon just go, I'm done now. Yeah. So I I agree with that. I think from the humor side of things, though. Yes, I understand. V- it felt very much like, oh, that is something Dracovish would do, which I don't mind on that when I have complained about in the past with other Pokemon that do it, because Dracovish is kind of that has a humor attached to that Pokemon yeah. where it's not so much about its battling style outside of its strong jaw. It is more about, oh, ha ha, funny, funny. This Pokemon's a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else that there was. There was the Credilly fire. Like, like the Credilly on its own feels like it should have bodied Steven's entire team, uh, Ash's entire team, because the Credilly just seemed to ingrain then use its tentacles to grab everything yeah. and just like using power whip to absolutely wreck them um and then when ash is obviously on the back foot because like steven's still got two and ash is down to one pokemon like it didn't feel like ash did enough to to get come back, back from it yeah yeah although saying saying that saying that ash using the electro web to grab the tentacles together was like a clever strategy i'll give him that yeah that's good fun yeah uh um, I didn't um yeah because i just didn't expect like i was watching that fight thinking how is ash going to beat this and like he actually comes up with a strategy that works which compared to the mega metagross which is just kind of doesn't feel like it should have worked does that make sense yeah no you can see where the logic is in that one. yeah yes um unlike and this is something i still confuses me every time he does it why is he using dazzling gleam as a defensive move I it to me almost feels like it's a like it's an area effect and therefore it, it is a bit of a shield, which mm. that is the it's only not way how it, that move works. No, no, I agree. But in the anime, the anime does weird things with the move sometimes where they don't 
yeah, it's it's str- it's strange because it's the yeah. Gengar, isn't it, that uses it to block yeah. some rocks? Yeah, and and, it, and it's a weird it's a weird line he comes out with as well. Ha, huh, light. We'll beat light with light. <laughs> light. And I'm like, yeah, what no. are you talking about? <laughs> no, it doesn't quite work like that. Ash. We're gonna block um, meteor beam with dazzling gleam. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, let's 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 do it. Whatever. Yeah, I the the only other two things that that stood out for me is when Mega Metagross comes in, we get some Gen three music kicking in, and then during the fight, we actually get new music that I hadn't heard throughout the rest of the series, and obviously the new music like. There are certain beats with the music that you know that, okay, this is the music that plays when Ash is down on his luck. Yeah. Oh, this is the music that plays when Ash is going to get back into it and win and overcome the issue. Um, but then this new music kicked in. I'm like, well, I don't know what to think now. I don't know what, like, what, like, it kind of throws me because I'm suddenly thinking, well, because I haven't got the music to rely on, I don't know how the battle's going to play out. So I quite enjoyed that. Um, overall, it, yeah, it, it was it, fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. 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 I'm still waiting for the, oh, damn, moment, yeah. you know, that I expect from shonen animes, which, whether you count, you know, Pokemon as a shonen anime, I, I, I would definitely argue that X and Y was. So. Sun and Moon Onward has been more of a slice of life anime. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because the the Pokemon YouTube channel released a it was about a two minute clip of Ashy Ash fight Ashy's Greninja fighting the Mega Charizard. Oh, it's unbelievable! Animation. Whoa, like I was absolutely blown away by the animation. It it at no point did the animation feel cheap. It did feel like you said like one of the like watching Dragon Ball Z or watching you know My Hero, and they really animate every flip, the and force every perspective, kick, every... and the movement. It's all yeah. there. And as I showed you the clip from Horizons the other day mm. with the Cerulege fighting the oh uh, yeah the Pikachu, yeah, stunning, absolutely yeah. stunning. So they're fully capable of it. Yeah, they just. For some reason. I, I was gonna say didn't bother, and I know that's not right, and we know that they had so many issues in production. That's what we have to keep in mind is they have come out and said they had issues in production, they did not have enough time for this. Yeah, because like for me the the, the Masters eight by definition, you're gonna have a lot of fighting, and mm-hmm. that the fighting is probably what takes up the most time in terms of animation. So I I I can understand that the difficulty they must have had of, oh, how are we going to do all these fights when usually there's only a handful of fights each season that they really want to like hone in on and, and do really well? So I can't I imagine... Was... at the end of every season, they do a championship. Do they? See, I'm out of the anime, so I don't... I, is that end like of every a common season, thing? They've always, Ash always gets to the championships. Oh, okay. And there's, is there as many fights as there has been in this Pretty one? much. Oh, right, okay. Well, there goes my excuse for them. They yeah. got no excuse. There we go. They're in trouble. Well, they it's have lack of money, lack of yeah. decent working conditions, and lack of time. Shame, really, because we're like, not they... saying we're not saying they are incapable. We're saying they yeah. did not show it here. Yeah, there are there are reasons for it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which is a shame because now knowing that this is Ash's final season would yeah, have liked feels... Yeah, Ash Ash is going to win it, but like. It's like the animation doesn't lend itself to Ash's journey and, and winning it, which is yeah. I, I'd rather him go out on X and Y if this is the case. Yes, I, I can understand that. Uh, let's move on to the next episode. So, episode twenty-nine, Infinite Possibilities. It is a Chloe episode. Um, it's ju- 
There's not a lot of story to it, to be honest with you. It's just no. that um, Chloe ends up going out with her dad on a camping trip. A trip. They end up meeting an old uh, acquaintance. We get backstory about the professor, Professor Cerise's time with a Clefairy, and eventually the Clefairy has to leave. Which felt, I know it was, but it felt very much like, oh yeah, the old dog. Yeah, we sent it off to the farm. It's living a good life on the farm. Um, and I know that's not the case, but it felt like that. Um, and then we can oh. jump to the modern, the modern day. Uh, Chloe's family watch an evolution dance for Clefairy, inter- interrupted by Wild Goldbart. The, the Chloe and Clefable fight it off, and the, the I think the main takeaway is Chloe's like almost at the end she resolves that she wants to learn more about Pokemon evolution, and that's yep. kind of what she wants to do because we have had the you know that arc of she doesn't know what she wants to do, and this kind of makes sense because she's been learning so much about the evolutions that I you know th- those two elements mirror up quite well um and what i do like is her dad giving you know wise words that i feel like most people could do with in real life that just because you go down a road doesn't mean it's your only path and at yeah. some points you can divert you can try other things this is just the path you've chosen to go on for now um this episode i enjoyed for what it was it just feels a really weird placement so i think this is supposed to be the wrap-up of glory glory Clo- this is supposed Boy. to be the wrap-up of Chloe's story. Right. This this journey that she's been on with Evie as they both try and discover who they are and who they want to be. Which Chloe kind of gets closure of, mm. oh, I want to go on to study Pokemon considering at the beginning of the series she didn't even necessarily know if she liked Pokemon or not. Now she's like, no, I want to study Pokemon. I want to study Pokemon Evolution. Cool. Great. Um, what's the point in this Evie? <laughs> what's what's the point in this Eevee that doesn't evolve or can't evolve? Do we ever get an explanation for that? Uh, who no? knows? Who who knows? We've got another what twenty episodes? No, ten episodes, twelve episodes. Sorry, something. Like- but I don't. But I don't want to see Chloe again. She's done. I finished. I'm done. I, this is she, her. Yeah. Her story yeah. is over. Yeah, I get what, that. What yeah. more have you got to give me? Yeah, I get that. I I, I agree. I agree. It it feels like because for me. The arc, the arc was never about um, Chloe getting on the path of I want to study evolution, which mm-hmm. would have made sense of her going, I'm thinking of doing this and I'm going to learn more about my Eevee and the evolutions. It's never felt like that. The evolution, the evolution episodes have always felt like filler to me so that suddenly when she has that, that idea at the end of I'm going to study Pokemon evolution, it's like I get how you got to that decision. But if if that was the writer's plan from the start, could we not have had stronger episodes with the evolutions that showed? Yeah. yeah, again, I think it was more a point of, you know, Ash was so focused on his goal. Go mm-hmm. was so focused on his goal. And, you know, their journeys were about getting them there. Whereas Chloe's journey was more about discovering where she wanted to get to. And that kind yeah. of idea of, like, meandering. And that's fine. And some of the most interesting people I've ever met don't know what they want to do at the age of 40 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. A beautiful sentiment. Just I don't think it wraps up very well. And I think it leaves a lot of questions unanswered. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you now, this EV is the Mew. I'm telling you now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it was... For me, this should have either been 
I, I can take this episode for what it was, but for me, mm-hmm. it should have either been before the battles, like the champ, the championate, or after the championate. Almost like this now. Ra- this helps to wrap up yep. journeys, or it's let's wrap it up now so we can jump into the battles. And what this feels like to me, and the re- the only reason I'm saying this is because like of what happens in the next episode, it almost feels like who we've done a lot of battle animation we need to kind of see if we can take a break from this and we get an episode of okay there's not a lot of not as much animating to do and the reason i'm saying that is because the next episode we get the big fight between leon and diantha and we don't see half the fight yeah yeah which let's jump on to episode 30 it's champion time and i quite like the start of this ash is taking the day off he's training with his team who are just happy to, you know, have fun, except for Dragonite, who decides to rugby tackle Ash and just happens to stumble upon Cynthia. Who's also training for the match. Yes. And because the Pokemon world is weird and competitors don't go, all right, I don't want you looking at my training because I'm going to throw things at you tomorrow. Uh, No, let's train together. Let me show you my moves. Let me show you the exact thing. I'm trying to teach Garchomp how to fly. I wonder if that will come up in the next episode. It was just like, come on. Like, I, I get... That, like it is nice to have these moments of the trainers coming together and uh, it's one of the things i love about the anime is these characters having overlaps and conversations that they don't get to have in the games but i like to have a bit of reality thrown in as well of like could you imagine just like english football teams like training on the same field and watching each other knowing oh we're playing there on saturday and look we can see their tactics that they're doing now it just doesn't feel or even real. like uh, keep it more uh, local like pokemon vgc yeah even if it's two friends going into a semi-final together i don't i don't see them training together no i i don't it's I like don't. hey i helped you build your team you helped me build mine okay i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's really strange um we get what i did like is that is we get a a flashback of cynthia and cynthia's first mom was gibble from an egg from an egg it's kind of cute. I, I, I really like that because one of the... I can't remember who it is even says, oh, so you didn't pick like the, the starters that you get from your region. She's like, no, I, I got a, a Gibble and that looks like it just sends her on that journey of, you know, having a really strong Pokemon early, you know, early on and just, yeah, she's she's obviously earned where she's she's gotten there, but it has been helped with having this powerful Pokemon. Well, um, yes, but let's not forget that dragon types are notoriously difficult to look after. Yeah. So she, she obviously, yeah, yeah, which proves just how good of a trainer she is. Um, and what I think what annoys me with this episode the most is like, I can understand having that. Pardon? <laughs> the kids. Kids. So I, yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand having that intro and then going, oh, should we go and see the battle together? Because one of us is going to be battling one of these two trainers. Mm-hmm. But instead, what we get is. Oh look, I'm Toria. I'm wandering off, and I've lost my Gossifleur. And I'm like, we're in the Masters Eight. I don't need this now. This isn't what I want. I want to see the the fight. I want to see the best of the best battling. And instead, what we get is like a five minute segue of let's find the Gossifleur. Let's find Toria. I, I just it, oh. stupid names as well. My name's Vic, and this is my sister Toria. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go into that. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Um, it's it's just yeah. It, it's 
it's a strange first half of the episode. And to be fair, it was really weird at first seeing Cynthia in just like casual get up because her legs are so long. <laughs> they are. Like, she's like a tree. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, what? Like, is it the camera angle? No, she just has really, no, really tall legs. The legs just go all the on. way up. <laughs> it's just really strange. Um, anyway, so they make it to the, to the arena to watch this what is remaining of the Leon versus like the Delta last fight. two Pokemon apparently so it, it's initially said like um his Rillaboom has taken out all of her Pokemon mm. but then we get flashbacks throughout the fight and it turns out like no he did lose his Dragapult and yes. one of his other Pokemon as I, well so I think no I think he definitely lost the Dragapult because I was trying to work I was like looking at the, the little icon I was like what is that Pokemon and then kind of figured it out and then the real boom is still he's out. I think he's only lost one Pokemon yeah. because they mentioned that Danther's lost four, Leon's only lost one. So I think that real boom is like just on a roll, just yeah. it, it we see battling the Gudra and it knocks it out. Um Meowth, uh, highlight is Meowth and James reporting on it with Jesse just very sad that Gorgeist is being knocked out and just doesn't care anymore. She's like, whatever, I'm done. I don't <laughs> don't care about this fight at all. Um we get we get to see Gardevoir again in 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 a battle against the real real boom knocking out bringing it to four v one and then we obviously get which what is supposed to be the big highlight of this fight is you know Mega Gardevoir versus um, Gigantamax Charizard the Ace versus the Ace um, and, and Gardevoir deserved the W and doesn't get it yes agreed it <laughs> does feel very much like. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, let me set yeah. this up for you. Yeah. Charizard uses its G-Max Wildfire. Yeah. And Gardevoir goes, all right, Psychic, I'm going to steal that. I'm mm-hmm. going to steal your wings that are flying around me right now, and I'm going to throw them back at you. And then it uses G-Max Airstream, and it's like, no, nah, I'm going to take that as well. I'm yeah. going to combine the two together, and I'm going to keep throwing that at you. And it's like, okay, well, it's time for us to use one more G-Max Wildfire, which is going to somehow overpower your three moves in one and yeah. cut through it and take you down. <laughs> it was very BS. Give over, Leon. Whatever. It was, it was very like, BS. Uh, we complain about Ash having plot armor, but this guy is ridiculous. Oh, yes. No, you are absolutely right. Like Charizard didn't deserve that fight, but it's a way for them to go, look how strong this Charizard is, because we all know what's coming. It's It's... It's got to be Charizard versus Pikachu in Pikachu. the, in the fight. It's it's got to be like I don't see how that end fight ends up any other way. It's the it's the ace of the champion versus the ace of the main character. Like that is mm. what it has to has to be. And instead of showing, because one thing that I have really liked that they have shown in the past is Charizard has a diverse range of moves, which is why it's such a busted Pokemon for Leon. And his entire team has diverse moves, hence why he's gotten where he... One of the reasons he's gotten where he is. But, to, like, if you're going to show us how strong Charizard is, show us how strong Charizard is without the BS and the kind of, oh, this is... Charizard's won because he needs to win because of plot armor, and we need to show how good Charizard is, rather than Charizard won because rightfully so, it deserved to win. And it didn't, like, God of War deserved to win that that fight, but they can't have Charizard beaten until the final episode. I'd imagine, yeah. like it's it's like this. This is probably one of the battles I was most excited for because I I love Pokemon X and Y. I love Diantha, and while I admit she's not the strongest, she hasn't got the strongest team. I've always liked her team because her team, and you look at her, feel like they fit really well together. It's almost like with other. With other champions in the past, they've always gone, okay, let's do 
let's do the the team first and then we'll tack on a trainer whereas it's always felt like they did diantha and her team as one almost of oh we're designing diantha what kind of pokemon would she use um so i've always liked diantha in in the games and i'm gutted that we didn't get to see the full fight between these two and i know why yeah. and, and- I, I know why because they had to get it done yeah but we are on 6v6 yes which yes. means that ash versus cynthia will be a 6v6 that's got to be a two-part episode right there's no i will be unless we somehow skip the first half <laughs> yeah i i'll be absolutely furious if it's if it's just a one episode done and dusted we, because we, we we go off and we see uh go doing nothing with project mew and come back and be like we're back for the second half of the match between ash and cynthia ash is down to one pokemon <laughs> cynthia still has four so i know you're joking about this but i can actually <laughs> see them doing it which is the infuriating infuriating uh part although just to kind of jump ahead i want because I, I was like i'm curious now so i've looked mm-hmm. up season 25 to see what the next three episodes are and it looks like all three episodes are the battle. Oh, okay. It looks like it look because like the first thumbnail is literally Ash versus Cynthia, like just showing like just the standoff. And then thirty three is Pikachu fighting what looks like a Toga Kiss. So like I I think we're getting three episodes. Like, you know what? I'm happy with that, because that implies that we're gonna get a good fifteen minutes each episode fighting, hopefully. But again, concerns about okay three episodes we have to stretch the animation across them are we gonna get what are we gonna get are we gonna get really good looking animation or are we just gonna get a lot of cutaways to go and hop going oh this is the pokedex entry for togekiss like we, we i just want to see the i know <laughs> like, you this. i know i fought cynthia many times <laughs> i know what her team is yeah exactly exactly um right anything else you want to say about these episodes uh, just yeah no not really just okay. i i hope i hope it improves i hope yeah. we get some really beautiful animation i i know i bring it up over and over and over again but it's one of the main reasons i watch anime it is like a dragon ball and my hero and all the shonen anime that i watch and i love it's all about the fight scenes yeah that i as i said earlier i need my oh damn moment yeah i need, I need I can't just have you tell me, oh, he's in a bind. I need to feel it. I need to feel it right down in my pit of my stomach and go, I don't know if there's any coming back from this. Even though I know there is. I know yeah. the outcome, but I need to feel it. Yeah, Ag- agreed. Agreed. Connie, you up for playing a game? Let's do it. If it's in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But can Connor spot the fake entry we're starting off this week with one of steven stone's pokemon agron entry number one agron has a horn sharp enough to perforate thick iron sheets it brings down its opponents by ramming into them horn first entry number two long ago there was a king who wore a helmet meant to resemble the head of an agron he was trying to channel the pokemon strength and entry number three its crusty grey exoskeleton is nearly impenetrable. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's Sorry, crusty. Gr- <laughs> its crusty grey exoskeleton is nearly is... impenetrable. All uh, right. I am between the last two then, because okay. one of them seems so outlandish and so unlike anything you'd read in a Pokedex. 
Yeah. But have you got to that stage where you're like double triple bluff now? <laughs> double triple bro. You give me too much credit here. <laughs> I know. Um perforate. Perforate's a word, isn't it? Perforate is a word. Okay. I'm gonna I uh, sorry, I'm stalling out slightly. Fine. I have to pick the second one. Okay. It was the third one. It was the third one. It was the third That's one. amazing. Where's that Dex entry from? <laughs> I, I can't remember. I think it might be Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but I, I can't remember because of how long ago I, I, I did it. Are you Googling it now? I am. That's yeah, fantastic yeah, it's information. Great, it's, it's a great one, isn't it? I was absolutely amazed when I saw that. I was like, oh, I've got to put that in there because it, it sounds so majestic and magical, but it doesn't feel like something that would be in a, in a Pokedex entry in a, in a mainline game. Have you found it? Long ago, it's Pokemon Shield. Long ago, there was a king Shield. who wore a helmet meant to resemble the head of an angler. How weird that it's in Shield of all games because of obviously, you know, yeah. Zamazenta and, and Zacian. Like, yeah. So yeah. So when I when I started writing, it's Christy Gray Exocalcin is nearly impenetrable. I was like, no, that'll do. That that'll do. It feels so. Hey, it's, it sounded like I was like, no, come on, <laughs> you're gonna give me more than that. <laughs> Right, let's move on to the second Pokemon, another one of Stephen Stone's Pokemon, Cradilly. Cradilly can be found hanging from the ceilings of caves deep in the ocean. It is always searching for food. While sleeping, it will let dangle its tentacles to snag unsuspecting prey that enters its territory. Entry you can just feel the ruby and sapphire in it. It's so long. Just, yeah, it just goes on. <laughs> Entry, I need to I need to start remembering that when I'm pulling these together. Entry number two. It drags its heavy body along the seafloor. It makes its nest in the shallows of warm seas. Cradilly can be seen on beaches when the tide goes out. And the final entry. Cradilly roams along the ocean floor in search of food. This Pokemon freely extends its tree trunk-like neck and captures unwary prey using its eight tentacles. I think it's the third one. I I don't think I'd describe it as a tree trunk like neck. Okay. Don't think I don't think that metaphor works. Okay. Uh, Similarly, one of the two. One of the two. While the correct entry was number one. No, sorry, the fake entry was number one. Number two. It was number number one. (laughs) Yeah, number one was the fake entry. I completely butchered how I explained that. Yeah, yeah. I saw at one point when I was reading that out, I saw your face kind of go. Is that is that real? So I thought you'd already I thought you'd already clocked it. No. Alright, okay. Oh, 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 oh two oh, for I'm losing two. badly. You are. So the third and final Pokemon. Gossiflor. Entry number one. It anchors itself in the ground with its single leg, then basks in the sun. After absorbing enough sunlight, its petals spread as it blooms brilliantly. Entry number two. It whirls around in the wind while singing a joyous song. This delightful display has charmed many into raising this Pokemon. And the final Pokedex entry. Lighter than air, this Pokemon can be seen flying high into the atmosphere after being caught in a gust of wind. Mm, I'm between one and three. And I'm going to pick... Are you rolling a dice? Not quite. I'm going to pick three. <laughs> 
Correct. It <laughs> was number three is the fake entry that you decided upon by pure luck. So I did. I, I, I rolled my Pokeball. I was like, red is one, white is three. <laughs> oh, I was so close to getting the full three. I am. You oh. were, because I was thinking one. I was going to pick one. Were you? Right. Okay. Funnily enough, Gossifloor is one of those Pokemon that only has two Pokedex entries. Of course. Like, it's only been that, in one game so far. That's it. That is it. Let's move on to comments and questions. As always, if you've got something that you want to tell us, something that you want to ask, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. We've got the one this week from Tony. Can we do a shout out to all the editors and artists that have helped our work and content? Oh. Uh, I mean, this is quite easy for me. The number one shout out, we've already mentioned him once in this episode, is to Lewis, a.k.a. Lewis Harrowing. I don't know why that's a.k.a. That's just his name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Very, very good friend of mine. Uh, Some would say my best friend. Some would say he goes a little bit further than me, my best friend, and he's actually my boo. Um, I have worked with him since we were in university together. He was my editor then. He is my editor now. I have to give him props for actually making it so i still create content um for those of you who don't know when i first started doing content on my channel i did it all myself and then burnt out really quickly went away for a couple of months decided i didn't want to do it anymore and lewis rang me up and he said look this was in the midst of covid as well and he said look i'm using this as a bit of entertainment for myself it gives me something to look forward to each day are you going to come back? Are you going to do it again? And I said, it's a lot of hard work. And he went, well, I'll tell you what, if I edit all your videos and make that easier for you, would that change your mind? And we've worked together ever since and we've become great partners and he elevates my videos to levels I can't even imagine. So even when we moved on to theory videos, it was a huge change in direction for both of us. Uh, But I do all the scripting and stuff now. Uh, I'll script it, I'll record it, and then edit my voice. And then he does everything else. All the visuals are his. Uh, I get final say and directorial notes, but he gets to come up with everything from scratch. He's phenomenal, and I love him dearly, and I cannot thank you enough. Um, other than that, the artists who have helped me on my channel, there's Joji, who did my avatars. Um, fantastic artist, has done a lot of artwork for the other Kingdom members. So Tommy, Baker, Berno did all of their avatars as well. Really, really good artist. Well worth checking out. Um, links to her Twitter in every single one of my YouTube videos. And the only other person where I think I've worked with is The Last Shaman, who mm-hmm. is uh, another Pokemon artist um, and did a design for me when I was doing my theory of what the third legendary of Scarlet and Violet could be. Um, the King of Paldea, she did uh, that design for me. So, yeah. Your turn. I haven't really got anyone to shout out because a lot of a lot of stuff that I do, I do, do myself. <laughs> I do myself to be quite honest with you. But I guess I do want to give a shout out to yourself because, like, you pulled together the podcast in uh, on YouTube, which is a huge, 
huge help to me in terms of like because we record on a wednesday and friday it goes up and like you just you just power through that you're so good at it. you do it so quick and it sometimes it's up there like i'm like okay why is this why why am i getting a message at three o'clock in the morning that this is <laughs> now in the google trial like what are you doing go to sleep um so i just want to thank thank you for that and obviously i you know what i i really want to thank you for when we did the omega ruby and alpha sapphire wedlock because it was so nice to be able to just not have to edit every episode and then transfer it over to somebody else who uploads it to their YouTube channel. Like the, the fact that, you know, you and Luz were able to do that and a shout out to British Eagle for doing the same thing in my series with him. Like I have the, the support we give one another and like, I've been able to help him to like learn how to use after effects and Photoshop to the point where like he's now using that in his own, the skills that he's learned in his own YouTube content, oh, awesome. his solo content. And like, it's just great to see like how it's elevated his content as, as well. And there's a reason why he suddenly, you know, jumped to a thousand subscribers. Um, so yeah, so I, I do eventually want to find someone that can edit stuff for me once I hit a thousand subscribers and I can at least have a bit of income to contribute to towards yeah. that. Uh, especially some of the videos that I've got in the pipeline that I, I want to do. And ideally I wouldn't mind handing over to, other people in the future but uh i i guess we'll see which brings us quite nasty onto the plug section to be quite honest with you because i i just want to i just want to ask people and i know this is being cheeky i'm nearly a thousand subscribers i want to hit thousand subscribers so but i'm 80 off as of like today so i might even be less uh, and i want to hit that thousand subscribers so i can finally start to like monetize some of the bigger videos that i've got and maybe just make a couple of quid every month that i can put towards other things such as i want a brand new camera for the the setup and, and stuff like that so you know get to see me in crisp you know hd you're uh, 20 off i'm 20 off yeah like so so close um so yeah so i just wanted to thank and i want to thank people actually for the uh, support that they showed me on the few because you've done few you've done fused dimensions haven't you before i did fused dimensions you've been doing infinite fusions, infinite fusions which has really helped me like the, the amount of views subscribers uh watch time that have come from from that and it's a really enjoyable game so if you haven't already play infinite fusion because it is is one of the best games that are, one of the best Pokemon games with such a unique gimmick, and I'm absolutely loving it. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel, Captain Fidget, or on Twitter at Captain Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! Go subscribe to Hoenn!